You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin, because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. And we're answering your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And I just want to mention that we've got an action alert, uh, because PFAS chemicals are ubiquitous in our environment. And the FDA tells us that, from the testing it's done, that the vast majority of our food is safe from PFAS. But we did a, we did a survey as part of the Alliance for Natural Health initiative on environmental toxins, we found that there was significant amounts of PFAS in one of the healthiest foods imaginable, which is kale. kale. And so we challenged the FDA and Congress and the FDA, and we're urging them to protect the public through our BanPFAS.org mm-hmm. campaign. So visit BanPFAS.org to register your concerns about these chemicals that are pouring into the environment and where we really see the problems is with firefighters who've been exposed to these uh, 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 things that are uh, designed to uh, reduce flammability, you know, yeah. compounds that they're exposed to in firefighting apparel and the firefighting uh, foams and things that they sure. use. And I'm but thinking of fire retardant Halloween costumes and children's pajamas and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Furniture. Yep. Furniture and all that stuff. It's these, Mm -hmm. well, look, we need to do better because these are very toxic compounds and they're pouring into the environment, into our food, our water supply. And yeah, um, that's not good. No. Okay. So banpfs.org. All right. Questions. This comes from Betsy. I have chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, and I've just found out about low-dose naltrexone, but I've, I also, I've also heard that if one is on opioids or opioid-like medications like tramadol, that you probably shouldn't take low-dose naltrexone. But I've never been clear as to why. Is it just that the oh, opioids won't work as well? I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Is that uh, low-dose naltrexone is actually a very low dose mm-hmm. of Narcan. Yes. which is the drug that is used to reverse opioid intoxication. Mm-hmm. And so it's not being urged that people stock up on Narcan. If you've got a teenager in the house or, you know, yeah. if you want to be a good Samaritan walking down the street, you know, have your Narcan available because you see somebody on the sidewalk nodding out, you know, and right. like turning blue, um, you know, give them the Narcan right. by the, via nasal spray. You Because they bumped it. up against some fentanyl or something. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, 
it's a low dose, but it will counteract the pain relieving effect of the tramadol. Tramadol is a synthetic opiate. It's not like yeah. uh, you know morphine. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is in the opioid family, mm -hmm. and so there is a concern that if you take low-dose naltrexone, which is helpful for fibromyalgia, mm. but uh, it, I mean, you might say, well, that's counterintuitive. How is it going to be helpful if it blocks opiate receptors? Mm -hmm. it, it's such a low dose that it blocks them temporarily, it wears off, and then the opiate receptors become more avid yeah. for endogenous uh, Endorphin endorphins, yeah, yeah. and then you upregulate your ability to control your own pain. Yeah, yeah. Betsy says I take seventy-five milligrams of tramadol twice a day. It doesn't do much for my pain anyway. So would it be okay? Well, that's not good because what's happening is she's building up a tolerance to it. Mm. She, you know, there's dependency associated with it. Okay. And I think she's going down the wrong path. It's gonna. If she came to see me, I might have trouble with her because she's already. Okay. Uh, dependent on high dose, well, moderate dose pain medication. Mm. So, um, and she okay. said it's not helping very much anyway. Yeah. So what's next? You know, oxycodone. You know, fentanyl oh, no. patches. Right. You know, I mean, how much can you put somebody under the lilies to alleviate pain? Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Wow, Betsy, it looks like you're in a bit of a bind. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a workup and then to be put prudently on something else and then talk about the possibility of taking low-dose naltrexone as well as maybe making other changes in now, your life. That tramadol is, is a pretty good drug because it's, it's mm -hmm. milder and less, causes less dependency than stronger medications. Mm -hmm. But, you know, withdrawal okay. is, is common. Um, mm -hmm. Also, too much... And you get, uh, you get uh, dizziness. You know, you get more prone to falls. You get yeah. nausea. Certainly, constipation is. Oh yeah, because it slows everything down. Yeah, it slows everything down. Yeah, yeah. So Betsy, okay. Uh, we wish you luck with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. Wow. Okay. We've got an email from Sue. I believe I heard you say that it would be good to take NAC, N-acetylcysteine, to counteract the effects of acetaminophen on the liver. How exactly would you take it? At the same time? Each you, you time? You can take it exactly at the same time, mm -hmm. or apart, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And generally, if you're taking a lot of Tylenol, I would take like maybe 500 milligrams of NAC two or three times daily. Yeah. For how long to take the NAC? For the entire time that I take you, Tylenol? You absolutely can take NAC ongoing. And there are actually some interesting, uh, there's some interesting new research on NAC that shows that it may offset some of the consequences of obesity in terms mm -hmm. of inflammation, in terms of you know, deleterious effects. So uh, what's of interest is that NAC was on the chopping block. They were going to ban it. Yeah. But due to pushback, from organizations like mine, the Alliance for Natural Health, uh, they have kept it on the formulary. Mm -hmm. And for a while, Amazon stopped carrying NAC. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to just interject a little bit of a horror story. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, I had dinner with a manufacturer of a supplement company mm -hmm. the other night. Really nice guy. I've known him for like 35 years. 
and uh, he's a very reputable manufacturer, highest ethical standards, and his company is very small and nimble. And he's one of the few companies that is privately held. It hasn't been hasn't been bought by Nestle's or oh, by great. a pharmaceutical company. By Merck or somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's a holdout in the industry. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I said, what's going on? He goes, I've, I've got a problem. I said, what's the problem? He says, uh, people are buying my products on Amazon oh. and they're counterfeit. Oh, no. They're, there's like no active ingredient. It's just like <gasps> phony pills. But they've copied oh. the label and it looks like... What uh, you know, they, and the price is, is that's cheaper. criminal. And the price it is criminal, but the price is cheap. So what are you going to do? You have to, you have to. You, I don't even know under what jurisdiction he's got to prosecute that. He can sue them civilly, yeah. but how is he going to find these people? These people are elusive. You know, True. they hide behind these phantom websites, and you can't really track them down. So. You know, segue to wow. Segue to my recommendation, which is if you want uh, a more uh, higher quality mm -hmm. of supplements uh, that are uh, reputable and safe, and above all, are not phony. Yes. Uh, go to my full script dispensary, which is drhoffmanstore.com, and there at least you have a higher level of accountability because they do have an in-house um, department that uh, vets the products. Yes. You know, n not all products can get into full script. You know, they, That's they right. actually turn down people. They say, they I'm sorry. They scrutinize, yes. Yeah, they just look, mm -hmm. they say it's, it, does, it doesn't Which cut the Which is one of the benefits of, yeah. of getting your supplements there. So, uh, drhoffmanstore.com will take you to full script. If you register there, you can uh, earn the right to shop uh, for products. Wow. Now, if that's happening there, and Amazon is such a huge platform, I wonder what are they filling it with? If I could, like uh, inert ingredients, rice bran, or exactly. something. Exactly. You know, it's not like buying your illegal drugs on the street, which may be laced with fentanyl and kill you. Yeah. But oh my, that is just yeah. I mean, that's I, I, terrible. I can't say that they're putting poison in them. Right. It's just that that the, they're fake. Yeah. That you're not getting the uh, yeah. You're not getting the product. Right. So, which something. is a disservice because people say, you know, I took this and it really didn't help my blood pressure. Yeah. Or I took this and, you know, I didn't feel any boost in energy or, you know, something like that. Right. Or like, I can't understand why, you know, I've, I've taken all this vitamin D and then I go to the doctor and my vitamin D is so low. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. where, where'd you get the vitamin D yeah. from? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Well, I hope that could be resolved speedily. Yeah. That's really, really but you know he he he's not like he's got like a big corporation behind him that can spend millions of dollars. Yeah, he's a small outfit. I yeah. believe I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, because they're so reputable and good. Yeah, you know, and uh, I I prescribe a lot of their products to my private patients as well, and it's I've only heard good things. So again, via full yeah, I'm going to uh, mm -hmm. not mention the, the product because I want to mm -hmm. safeguard yes. know, uh, his confidentiality when yes. he shared that with me. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, I, hopefully that'll be figured out. We've got another comment f about your, your uh, interview with Dr. Bookwald. This is from Louise. Um, and what you both said about medicine today, when she listened to it, is spot on. I had 
heart surgery in May and had a top-notch surgeon in New York. I love this doctor. He was great with my questions. He had great skill. But for my follow-up appointments a month later, what did I get? I'll tell you, I didn't get him. I got a flavor of the day PA, a physician's right. assistant. Right. I had questions about my surgery that only my surgeon could answer. Yeah. And she was referring to his notes with my questions, and her replies were unsatisfactory. Yeah. I really wanted to talk to my doctor, but no, that's not allowed anymore. You get the flavor of the day. And since I took the bus to the office, my blood pressure was slightly elevated on, on a hot and humid day, and she decided to give me a lecture about elevated blood pressure, at which point I gave up, listened to her lecture, and got out of there. Yeah. PU, this business model stinks. PU on uh, the PA. Yeah. But, you know, just uh, in defense of PAs, model. I think PAs can do marvelous work. and amaze That's true. I know PAs that are absolutely wonderful. Really well-trained. And even yes. in the field of integrative medicine, they can be very, very useful. Yes. Uh, and I can understand in a busy, busy office that uh, they can delegate, you know, mm -hmm. some of the responsibility. On the other hand, I have to say that... Um, there is sometimes a tendency by physician assistants to be even more uh, paint-by-numbers yeah. than conventional doctors because they're, uh, some of them are less experienced and a little insecure, and they will uh, adhere to the most stringent recommendations out of an insecurity. You know, yeah. they, they, they may uh, not depart from guidelines because the guidelines are what they were taught and they weren't, you know, maybe they don't have the clinical background to uh, understand the rationale for the guidelines and to think it through. Is it also because they're under the auspices of that hospital or that practice or even that doctor yeah. who really wants them, who really would rather micromanage? I mean, is that, could that be even... Too. That could be too, know, yeah, because, um, yeah, they're... Um, yeah. So... You know, but what it is, it's, and then, you know, one of the themes of that was that doc, you know, you don't uh, anymore go to your doctor. They yeah. used to be, even the drug ads, you just ask your doctor about such and such. Now it's ask your health provider about yes. such and such. Because the person who's prescribing the medication might be a nurse practitioner or a, um, uh, or a nurse, uh, what do you call it? A, a, yeah, nurse, a nurse practitioner. practitioner or a PA. Yeah, or a PA. Yeah. Um, and they have prescribing capabilities, mm -hmm. but they, they're not doctors. Right. Yeah. But there's a doctor shortage. Mm -hmm. And especially when, you know, part of this medical economics is if a visit is only reimbursed to the tune of like $75, yeah. um, they'd rather have a PA do it. Mm -hmm. Makes more economic sense yeah. than having to. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, when I went for my dermatology checkup, it was a PA who I saw, mm -hmm. and she was very young. She just graduated, and mm -hmm. you know she could have been my <laughs> granddaughter <laughs> practically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know she's super nice, super conscientious. But I just wondered because uh, the last time that I went, mm -hmm. I saw the doctor who was like the most experienced skin cancer doctor. Wow! At that practice, yeah. And I, I guess he got old and he retired. But uh -huh. he, he, it was like he president of the American Dermatology Association. Wow. And he would look at me and chat. You know, he would like talk politics and things like that. And uh -huh. he would go, la, da, 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 look at me. And he said, you know, because I stripped down. He said, you're fine. Yeah. You know, he said, right, what about this? What about that? I said, don't worry. He said, don't worry about that. That's, those are just barnacles. Barnacles. You know? yeah. Right. And, you know, 
But she, uh-huh. more conscientious, you know, yeah. said, well, you know, this one's a little suspicious. You held a magnifying glass over it. More conscientious, but without the, um, uh, shall we say, the um, uh, experience in clinical judgment yeah. that would uh, that could be gained over <laughs> decades of, of experience. True, true, yeah. And also, you know, she also was doing a CYA kind of thing. I uh, was just going to ask you about that. How much of that would you think is cover your... Yeah, but yeah. Kind it was of like thing if, if I if it even is a little suspicious, do something, yeah. you know. Yeah, even if you think a little, you know, like like everything on your on your skin being called a precancer, which is ridiculous. I mean, everything, everything well, is a precancer. I mean, so we got to remove everything. I mean, everything about your body is pre-death. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's all enough. gonna go to live long it, enough. It's all gonna, gonna go that. to pot. It's right. all gonna go right. <laughs> Oh, Louise, and you're and you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another another story. When my husband first got onto Medicare a couple of years ago, he's sixty-seven now. He's going to be sixty-eight. Uh, he only ever saw a PA when he first arrived at the little practice out there on the East End, and the only person who actually he's like, when do I get to see the doctor? All I'm seeing is this PA. The PA was wonderful. She yep. was lovely. Yep. Yep. Took good care of him. Yep. Listened to yep. e- everything she needed to do or prescribe was done. But he would say, well, when do I get to see the doctor? Well, maybe you don't want to see the doctor because yeah. the doctor might be just some burnt out old guy or gal, sure. you know, who just doesn't, you know, doesn't exactly. care anymore, is thinking more about, you know, their <laughs> vacation or their... You're just counting down a retirement. Or, or, or calling or their stockbroker. You yeah. know, it's like... It's like I, I got to get to my golf game. You right, know. right, right. It's right, like right, right. maybe the PA is better in some oh, instances. Oh my gosh, that's true. Louise, don't lose hope. <laughs> there, there are good PAs out there, but yes, if you are looking forward to seeing your surgeon, make an appointment directly if you're if you're able. So, okay. We've got a question here from Amanda, Doctor Hoffman. I am nine weeks postpartum and suffering from bilateral carpal tunnel. Oh, okay. I had a healthy pregnancy with no major problems. My labor was unfortunately another story and was over 30 hours, Yikes. 13 hours of natural labor and ended in an emergency C-section. Approximately three weeks after delivery, I developed numbness and tingling in both of my uh-huh. hands yep. in the first three digits. Sure. I went to an ortho who diagnosed me with carpal tunnel. Are there any supplements you would recommend to help with the symptoms? Well, the- I take Curamed for inflammation. Okay, well, the one per, you know, if indeed that's the correct diagnosis, which I assume it is, because it's actually diagnosed based on nerve conduction studies. Yeah. Um, yeah and hopefully those were performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be diagnosed sometimes on, based on the symptoms or on physical examination, but actually nerve conduction studies are the yeah. definitive way to diagnose it. B6 helps to alleviate it. Yes. But here's a lot of stuff happens during pregnancy. You gain a lot of weight. Yeah. And uh, you... Uh, also, you sometimes have uh, hypothyroid uh, mm-hmm. in the wake of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I would make sure that we really check the thyroid. I would also see if we can lose some of that accumulated weight from pregnancy yes. because what happens is the weight gain is not just around your middle. It actually may infiltrate the yes. uh, narrow tunnel through which the nerve goes mm-hmm. and compress the nerve. Mm-hmm. So to the extent you can uh, lose uh, you know, even excess water, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. body water, you will alleviate the pressure on that nerve. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there is a place for nutritional intervention here. I don't know much about this person, but also you know, check thyroid. You maybe even check B12 because yeah. B12 can cause yeah. some neuropathies. Carpal tunnel is also associated with, with insulin resistance. 
Okay. So if there was any gestational diabetes, yeah. besides repetitive motion injury, that could also be a cause of picking up the baby, picking up the baby. Well, not maybe working on a computer. Sure. There was a time in the early '90s. I was an executive secretary, and we were about to launch another network at the network I was already at, and I was literally typing 12 hours a day. Uh huh. Almost and, with, and you with developed only hand a, problems. Yes. Yes. Oh. One of them was carpal. Yeah. Became wow. carpal tunnel, workman's comp. Physical therapy was fantastic. Oh, okay. And that so got there's, alleviated. There was that was PT alleviated. for PT. carpal tunnel. Yes. Yeah. PT but you, for I, think, tunnel, I think another thing you great. do is you wear splints. Yes. Especially I went at night, to bed at night, at night looking like an NFL linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> Which my boyfriend at the time thought was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wore splints. That right. helped, you know, and, and the PT was tremendous. Right. I didn't do any of the surgery things. It was not necessary. And it was resolved. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, picking but, up know, the baby, I don't know. Ultimately, there is surgery to open up true. the canal, but yeah. that's as a, as a last resort. True, true. So, definitely, the B vitamins were recommended to me. B6, in particular, was recommended and also very helpful. That and PT did, did the job. Good. Did the job. Yeah. Amanda, so there is hope for the carpal tunnel. Okay. You can get rid of that. Yeah. Good. And I know the tingling numbness she was talking about was these... Yeah, right here. It's the it's right the uh, the ring finger and the and the, and the pinky. pinky. Yeah, and if you touch or slap the inside of your wrist, you feel the zinging. Oh, uh, like an electrical the, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Amanda, there you go. Okay. Uh, we've got an email from Paul. Hi, Doctor Hoffman and Layla. I'm a 70 year old married man. I work out. I eat well. I'm at my proper weight. I want to boost my sexual desire and performance. I want to separate fact from fiction because I'm on a limited budget. Okay. For example, because you can you can yeah. spend a fortune on oh. on nostrums for that. Oh my gosh! I mean, just listen to AM radio. There's all these you know, man up this that and the other yeah, thing. You know, bigger, yeah. stronger, all those longer. Low yeah. Art- right, right, right. For example, I've seen some articles on the web about Tonkit Ali and yeah. Maka. Right. What supplements really work? There is some... Uh, By the way, my testosterone levels were fine, including free testosterone. Well, that's interesting. So it's actually more uh, uh, libido yeah. than hormonal imbalance. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, this is... Uh, it's. I think that's a little bit more subtle than just trying to raise your testosterone. Right. Um, but among the things that can help, I mean, it, it, there's... You know, you kind of break it down. Is it difficulty? Is it low sex drive, like not interested? Is it that you can't get an erection? Or is it that you get an erection, but it, you can't maintain an erection? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what... Are you angry with your wife? Right. Do you not like your wife? What's going on psychologically? Yeah, What's exactly. going on there? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Men, less these emotional factors are less important for men. <laughs> For women, very important. That's, true. That's true. very important. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to like your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but, but that's true. But true. That's great. That these yeah. emotional factors and relationship yeah. factors, and you know, seventy. You know, so yeah. this is some kind of a boredom factor, and you know, so sometimes it's appropriate to consider sex therapy. Yeah. You know, because it's more about rekindling the uh, relationship. Uh, the other, I mean, we could also think of nitric oxide, you yes. know, uh, like uh, 
some of the supplements that raise nitric oxide, you know, I, the beet I, extract supplements. I, I wonder if he's following the Kellogg diet of eat more cereal to prevent licentious thoughts. Well, As we did an article about, about the diet, you know. An integrative a, sexual health. health. Integrative sexual health. So I wonder what his diet is. Right. Well, maybe, you know, he could be on mm -hmm. a diet that is, you know, not a sexy diet. Right. Um, you know, it is actually yeah. suggested that some vegans may have a lower sex drive because they have lower uh, building blocks for yeah. sex hormones. But his levels, however, his levels, be, he says, are fine. Normal. Yeah. Uh, he could also consider DHEA because DHEA is a bit of a libido enhancer. He could consider maca, which also has yeah. a little bit of a libido effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. Wow. But he's he you know he wants uh, he wants to limit the options because got to you know, got play a around limited budget. You got to try these things maybe one at a time or something. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Wow. And, okay. you know, taking uh, like Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, that's not going to help because that's mm. not for sex drive. That's for sexual performance. Uh-huh. Right. Well, he wants to boost both his sexual de desire and his performance. Wow, that sounds like a little lack of interest. Mm. His desire, he wants to. Well, you know, uh, okay. there are urologists who specialize in sexual dysfunction, both male and female sexual yeah. dysfunction, yeah. but then that you know often costs. That's true. And it That's may true. not be covered because it's more discretionary. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. to what extent Medicare covers libido enhancing right. evaluations. Right. But. Hmm. Okay. So those are some of the things. What do you think of something like, is it called but, horny goat weed? And there's another called... That's epimedium. Okay. No. Tribulus? Is that something? I think or, of the Star Trek episode, The Trouble with Tribulus, The Trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're, that's, those are things that are in some of the yeah. formulas. Okay, yeah. And I heard something about fenugreek, but that's to boost testosterone. Mm -hmm. But you'd have to eat lots of it, and his testosterone is fine. Wow. I kind of hate the taste mm. of fenugreek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a favorite spice. Do we have one additional question? We have. Okay. We want folks to get their money's worth, so we're going to go a little longer. Oh, okay. This comes from Susan. I have followed many of the so called discredited doctors and find they may be correct about the spike protein. Okay. And long term nasty side effects. Other than aches and pains, I do not feel old. Uh, my test results are all normal, yet I cannot s help thinking. Will the spike protein cause some kind of horrendous cancer? Well, what are you know, your thoughts? You know, this, I mean, there's a concern about a novel technology which introduces an RNA instruction to make spike protein. Yeah. And the, what is claimed is that it is very transient, that the RNA degrades very quickly, mm -hmm. and that it makes spike protein for like a little while, and then it all goes away. Mm-hmm. So that, but there are people who argue, and this is controversial, that the RNA doesn't go any go away. Yeah. That it may be incorporated even in the genome, uh, and then become a permanent factory for making spike protein, which uh, may not be so good because the spike protein may have a homology or similarity to human tissues yeah. in various parts of the body, and then the body. 
mounts not just a response against spike protein, but also against itself, creating mm -hmm. autoimmunity. Now, to say that this is going to cause cancer, um, you know, I'm sure somebody can make a circuitous argument that that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I've seen dire projections that, you know, we're all going to be gone, you know, except for the, the, you know, the few refuseniks who didn't take the vaccine will have to carry on the human race. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. No. Susan says I mean, she I, otherwise it, feels fine. She just turned 80, you know, but she complains of aches and pains which started after the two shots. Well, that could be, and I won't discount it, but on yeah. the other hand, one tends to, you know, you could say, you know, ever since President Biden was elected, I've been experiencing lots of aches and pains, <laughs> you know, but that was, you know, a few Amen. years ago, and we're, you know, three years older, yes. you know, so yeah. um, is there causation or simply yeah. correlation? Yeah. Um, look, I will discount that there are bonafide side effects to the medication. In fact, the, yeah. one other thing, and I don't know if you have any more questions, but I'll, we'll maybe conclude with this, mm -hmm. is they did a study, and the study's out of Germany, mm -hmm. and what they, one of the reasons, one of the rationales for giving COVID vaccinations to healthcare workers is to reduce uh, time out due, due to illness, yeah. right? So that they, you reduce the likelihood that they'll have COVID or more severe COVID, and you will actually um, reduce the uh, uh, hit on the uh, workloads mm -hmm. due to absenteeism. Mm -hmm. So they did a study, and what they found was the opposite. They found that the more boosters that individuals yeah. took, the more likely they were going to claim sick leave. Huh especially in the wake of the vaccine, because for many people, um, I didn't really feel, I mean, I took it for mm -hmm. the first two and I didn't take any more boosters, mm -hmm. full disclosure. And I, I think I was a little under the weather and uh, my arm was sore, but it was more of a 24 or 48 hour thing. Yeah. And, um, but for some people, they are having more severe reactions yes. that require them to be out for several days yeah. with low-grade fever, body aches, malaise, mm -hmm. uh, severe arm pain. This is short of the people who develop blood clots or myocarditis, yeah. you know, which is like... It, it's, it's almost like the response some people complain about after getting a flu shot. Yeah. I got the flu! Right, right. That kind of thing right, for right. three days. Which is what it does. I mean, it yeah. stimulates the immune response. And when you mount an immune response, you feel crappy. Yeah. So anyway, so um, what I would say is that I'm neither in the camp that says, look, the shots are fine. Everybody over six months should take the boosters. You know, mm -hmm. every year we need a booster. Take it with your flu shot. Uh, no. Uh, on the other hand, uh, is it the bane of mankind? And will it, you know, are we going to go extinct because yeah. we introduced this foreign uh, RNA to our bodies that's going to churn out spike protein forever? Well, we are what we will be one big long-term study then, won't we? All of humanity will be, well, or at least those who took the the jabs, right? Right. Because there's no long-term research on this, and that's all unfolding. Exactly, and they yeah. were approved on, you know, in an emergency situation, right? Which, in retrospect, may have not been merited. Yeah. And because uh, it didn't have the five, ten years of of careful research and, and you know, testing yeah. and, 
and a, so forth. A novel it's a technology. It's a novel technology, yeah. 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 Remains to be seen. Hang in there, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's all the time that we have. So uh, just a reminder that uh, you can uh, find out uh, a lot of stuff by going to drhoffman.com because you can follow the podcast as you already are if you're listening to this. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter if you haven't already. Uh, this week I wrote a, about uh, sort of a, a tribute to the baby boomer generation and their uh, health challenges. Uh, and uh, Layla, what did you write about this I week? wrote about ADHD. Okay. And all the myriad reasons. Every week, free yeah. information in your, uh, mm-hmm. in your inbox. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine Newsletter via drhuffman.com. And uh, check out the hub for all things Intelligent Medicine, our website at drhoffman.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. Keep sending those questions. Questions at drhoffman.net. Great questions this week. Yes. I'm Dr. Robert Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Thank you, Layla. I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app, and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.